Hey guys, it's Shane from Now That I'm Older. I hope you're liking everything you're hearing on the Rogan's Hell Podcast Network. If you are, go to rogan'shell.com slash Amazon for all your shopping needs. It's not going to cost you anything extra. It's not going to look any different. But every time you use that link, you're going to be helping out the Rogan's Hell Podcast Network. So bookmark rogan'shell.com slash Amazon every time you need to buy something from Amazon. Thanks a lot. Vengeance! We are the night! We are the powerful Nerdcast! Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 50 of the powerful Nerdcast! Oh, motherfuckers! Holy crap! It took us over a year to get to 50 episodes of this podcast. That means there are over 50 hours of me and Christian talking about bullshit. And you know what? (laughs) We got a lot of bullshit to talk about today. But first, it's been a while since we've done our last show. Christian, are you excited? I Well, the obvious... The obvious answer is yes. Yes. I am very excited. Damn right. And But, you know, there's like 52 weeks in a year, so it's taken us, you know, 50, a little over a year to get 50 episodes. not yeah. that crazy. And we have know? lives outside of this podcast. We've been busy lately. I live and breathe through this microphone, Corey. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, man. <laughs> Taking it to a new <laughs> level. Uh, but like I said, we got a lot of really cool things to talk about today. There's been some big developments over the course of the last couple weeks. We've had some big new movie trailers coming in. Captain America Civil War with motherfucking spider-man we've also had a brand new x-men apocalypse trailer and we also have some big announcements for some brand new anime coming out this spring and even the return of a very certain ninja yes and the biggest villain of all is descending upon us Corey. Do you oh know what i'm talking about I-, I don't know he's winning all the primaries oh jesus <laughs> That's all it took future President Trump. You know, I don't even uh, want to talk about politics. W- this is not a political show no. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I remember once we had a guest come on and they uh, we had I think it was Shane and uh, Shane and his friend. Uh, oh, why am I forgetting? They do the now that I'm older show. I'm mm-hmm. very embarrassed that I'm forgetting uh, the other gentleman's name. But they came on and they they wanted to Shane talk- and Kenny Kenny and they wanted to talk politics with us. And we were like, uh. Uh, North Korea bad, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you know, like we don't know what to. I like uh, Korean barbecue. Korean barbecue. I mean, that's that's my stance. I'm all for Korean barbecue freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, so it's just funny. But at the same time, Donald Trump is just like he's like this joke that no one wants to admit is a joke, and he just keeps getting more and more powerful. He's a winning joke. He's is what he is. Joke. He's dominating right now. He literally says, "I'm going to appeal to the lowest denominator American, and I'll win the presidency." And it is winning. He's out. He's uh, he's. Uh, I listened to a podcast by uh, the gentleman named Dan Carlin, who has one of my favorite podcasts out there ever, uh, Hardcore History, and he has um, Modern Sense or something. I forgot. It's like about current events. He also has his other podcasts about current events and Common Sense with Dan Carlin. Now I remember. And check it out if you don't listen to that podcast and you give a shit about history or anything. It's amazing. And he called one episode "Trumping the Playbook," and he talked all about how like like. Donald Trump will talk about like, you know, banning Muslims and all sorts of crazy shit. And like other politicians can't even engage him because they can't talk about those things. They're like, well, you know, today we're going to engage in this and we're going to do that and that. And then Donald Trump's like, fuck you. You sweat a lot. You know, and they're like, <laughs> uh, I don't know how to respond to that, you know, because they can't they can't go to his. Level. No one's ever talked that way before. Yeah. in politics. So mm-hmm. it's like 
maybe in other politics, but not in American politics, yeah. not in modern American politics. I mean, it's appealing to someone if he's he's winning so damn much. And then he's like, I don't tell my protesters to do bad things. And he's just like, in my day, we'd punch that guy. And don't worry, I'll pay for your legal fees. Like, <laughs> what? Don't tell us. I remember you. seeing that, like, you know, got home from work, sat down, turned on the news. And that's like the first thing I saw. And I'm like, is this fucking real? This is, is this actually happening right what, now? What's that uh, bizarro world thing you were telling me about? Yeah, like I'm, I'm convinced at this point. This was originally a joke that I heard from uh, stand-up comedian Patton Oswalt. He made this like whole bit. He's like, I think we live in like this alternate, like evil version of the real <laughs> world. Like he tried to put it in perspective. He's like, Arnold Schwarzenegger is governor. Spinach is poison. <laughs> His whole bit is funny. He's a great comedian. Check him out. And I'm starting to believe he's right. Just with everything that's been going on right now. Now it's like, what the fuck is happening? I don't want to say I'm losing complete faith in humanity because there are still a lot of great things in this world that are worth living for. Hell, the other day we worked an event for Make-A-Wish, which one of the most fulfilling jobs I think that we've ever worked. And when we left it, we felt amazing. Moments like that make me proud to be an American and proud to be a human being today. But every single time I turn on the news or turn on the radio, it's all the same Donald Trump bullshit. And I'm just, I'm sick of it, you know? That and, and all the other, you know, electees, you know, they're, they're really not all that special. Uh, freaking, what's his name? I think Ted Cruz. Everybody, like, thinks he's like a serial murderer for some reason. I just say he looks like a child molester. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that child molester look. But, yeah, he's weird, but he's, like, the last guy left on the mm-hmm. Republican side. Yeah. So you got that guy, and then you got uh, Donald Trump, and then you got, you know, Clinton, who's weird and a big political machine, you know, mm-hmm. that's been part of the the establishment for a long time, and no one really trusts her. You know, I think they did did a poll, and they said, like, only 30% of the voting population even trusts, you know, her. And then you got Sanders, who's kind of, like, the hypothetical good guy because he like wants to give everyone free college and stuff. But then everyone's mm. like, wait, how do you like pay for that shit? And- Spawned from the loins of freaking Larry David from <laughs> SNL. <laughs> God, it's amazing. He, he's probably the, the, the best like character of that guy. Like it's so realistic. They're practically brothers at this point. It definitely seems that way. Yeah. It's, it's very strange. So it's a weird election. Mm-hmm. It's probably the worst ever. But then again, if it's this bad already, there's a lot left of life to live for me and Corey, so I feel like it could get worse. <laughs> Who's next? Let's, let's just say that. Let's just enjoy, uh, you know, what we got right now because who knows what's going to be happening this November. Okay. Um, but that being said, let's squash all this political bullshit. This is the powerful nerdcast, and we're here to talk about a lot Not of nerdy powerful, shit. Pot, powerful political bullshit cast. <laughs> <laughs> let's not go down that road anymore. Fuck the political bullshit. Let's get to some comic book movie political bullshit with Captain America Civil War. Uh, we're kind of late to the game on this one. Everybody's already sort of gotten their impressions about this brand new trailer which came out. It uh, hit us last week. And I honestly did not expect, like, before the movie was going to be released, any of the promotional material, that they were going to show us anything from Spider-Man. You really and didn't think so? I, I did. really, I mean, I know why they did it. Obviously, think about it. You know, Disney owns Marvel. Yes. Disney has a lot of merch that they can sell, and who's going to push a lot of merch? Motherfucking Spider-Man, that's what's going to happen. And at the end of this brand new Captain America Civil War trailer, we got our very first look at the next iteration of the live-action version of Spider-Man, and I'm pretty satisfied with it. Um, you know, I really haven't had too much of a problem with any of the live-action Spider-Man suits. Um, I think they've all sort of brought something really interesting to the table, and they've all sort of, like, pulled and picked from, like, different eras of uh, Spider-Man's look. I think the only one I never really cared for 
was the one that was used in the, uh, I think it was called The Amazing Spider-Man. I mm-hmm. think that was the uh, the reboot, the first suit that they did with uh, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. I thought that was the one suit. I was like, eh, not really my cup of tea. But still, it resembles Spider-Man at the end of the day. Uh, the Tobey Maguire suit, I honestly thought was kind of perfect. And the one that they used in the second Amazing Spider-Man movie, I thought looked really great. But this new one right here is still different in its very own right. And it almost looks fake. It almost looks like CG. That that's that seems to be the general consensus from a lot of people. Everybody's just like it looks kind of plasticky, a little too elastic, like almost like too CG like. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that is a CG shot, you know, where he comes in at the very end and he takes Captain America's shield, does the big flip and everything. That yeah. probably is fully CG Spider Man right there. Yeah, because the suit looks like too soft. I don't know how to describe it. It mm. looks like fuzzy or something. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I think th- also, I think you told me too like it, it doesn't seem like it meshes well with the other costumes. Yeah, like the, every other costume is based in realism. Like mm-hmm. I, when I look at Iron Man, it looks like a dude in a big robot suit. It's mm-hmm. a little not clunky, but has weight to it. Has mm-hmm. a restriction to the way it moves. Probably the most like comic accurate from the MCU, I'd yes, say. Yes, but like then Spider-Man comes in and it, it almost looks like it's not a dude in tights. It looks mm-hmm. like a CGI dude. Mm-hmm. And that's just weird, I mm-hmm. guess, to me. I mean, what do you think of the overall design in general? I like what it. was your first impression like when you saw that trailer? I like the white eyes immediately. Mm-hmm. I didn't even care that they zoomed in or whatever they did. You mm-hmm. know, like I didn't mind that at all because that is uh, fine with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was cool with that. So, but I guess what I was really looking for was just the spider pattern, the, the mm-hmm. web pattern on the suit. Which I is kind of hard to see. Um, unless you're looking like it'll really like high res image of the picture. Yes. Yeah. And the other thing is, um, uh, did you like the way Iron Man introduced him by calling him underoos? I thought that was okay. Um, I don't like the fact that that's probably going to be the introduction of Spider-Man in the movie. Um, unless there's like a previous scene that they haven't hinted at yet with Tony actually meeting Peter Parker and maybe even knowing him. Um, just because one, I mean, I already, you know, I am excited for Captain America Civil War. I already felt like I've watched half the movie though. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and that's a big problem. Uh, that I've had with a lot of trailers lately is just they give away too much of the plot. Like, it's so obvious that War Machine is either going to be killed or incapacitated in this movie because of the abundance of scenes they've shown of him getting shot down and, you know, Tony embracing his body. Why, God? Why? Why, Rhodes? Take me! Like, you know, it's just, I know that plot's going to come. And when I'm watching that in theaters, when he gets shot down and everything, they're like, oh, well, that's not a shock to me. I knew this was going to happen. So yeah. I kind of wish they didn't show any of that stuff. Um, I still feel that there's probably going to be, like, a big character death in the movie. Uh-huh. Um, I've heard you say multiple times, Captain America's going to die in this movie. Well, that's how it goes in the comics. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes in the comics that Captain America dies at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sort of like, in my understanding of it, and I am not a comic expert whatsoever, but what what I understand is that he gets killed off by, like, an assassination attempt like that's successful later on. Like they arrest Captain America and everything. And, but also no one wins at the end of civil war. I think that Mm -hmm. that's the big point is that maybe iron man wins, but he had to kill half of his friends to get there. And he realizes what the fuck was I really doing here? You Mm -hmm. know? Um, so uh, it's, it's, it's a sad thing. Also, I think that, uh, uh, they're not going to kill Captain America because it's not the feel of this. Like when a comic book happens, you get to define the feel of your series mm-hmm. every time you start a new one. You know, every time you reboot or you go to another universe or whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. you get to redefine the feeling of it. This is a pretty safe 
feeling. Like, this wasn't like Deadpool, which people could die, you know? Or this wasn't like X-Men. X-Men has a grittier feel than this mm-hmm. in some ways. And so I just don't feel like they're going to kill Captain America. Mm-hmm. Like, they're probably going to arrest him if that happens. Or Captain America wins and Iron Man's wrong. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, definitely someone's probably going to die. Maybe War Machine. Mm-hmm. And then definitely someone on Captain's side is probably going to die, too. Mm. You know, it's so hard to think like who could that possibly be though. I mean, there's a few characters like a lot of those guys that are on Cap's side are like a lot of them are new. Yeah, like we've barely seen any of them in action. Like Ant Man, you know, I don't want to see Ant Man die. Ant Man's like one of the key reasons I'm really excited for this movie because this will be the first time that Paul Rudd has interacted with all of these characters for the first time, and you know it's going to be funny as hell. Yeah, it's going to be really good. Just to see him interact with Tony Stark, I think, is going to be absolutely fantastic, especially because of the... I want to see him say, oh, Black Panther, huh? I bet you work out 80% of the time all the time. (laughs) (laughs) You've been waiting to spring (laughs) that for a while. I've been waiting since the beginning of the podcast. Somehow, Brian Fantana made his way into the MCU. That would be pretty fucking awesome. It better happen now. He'll be like, (laughs) I bet you, never mind. I'm not going to make that joke anymore, but we get the idea. Yeah, but speaking of Black Panther, he looked really cool in the new trailer. I loved all the shots of him, of him, uh, like, running and chasing after the Winter Soldier. I love that he's, like... Going even toe to toe with the Winter Soldier too. Yes, Winter Soldier's a fucking badass. Like he's pretty those... much evil Captain America, or yeah. or Captain America with attitude. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Yeah. So and, it's kind of cool. And that was arguably one of the coolest things about the last Captain America movie, where the uh, the fight scenes and the choreography. That like, Samuel was... L. Jackson car scene is one of the coolest scenes in almost mm-hmm. all of the Marvel MCU. Like that lead up to uh, Captain fighting against Winter Soldier and everything. Like that, yeah. That choreography was so sick. Some of the best I've seen in a live action movie. And that's the same directing team, right? That's mm-hmm. coming in for this movie. Yeah. So like Winter Soldier versus uh, Black Panther, I think is going to be really exciting. Just Black Panther, Panther. He's one of those characters too. Like I don't know much about the character, and uh, I'd be willing to bet that most people going to see this movie don't know much about him. Um, but I, I think this is going to be a great platform to introduce his character and remind us why this kick ass like comic book character from the seventies is so remembered by comic fans and why he's still relevant even today and uh like i said seeing him go up against winter soldier is gonna be great there's a lot of shots of him like knocking him off the bike fighting on a rooftop him getting shot at from a freaking helicopter and like not even being affected by it black panther's just gonna kick all sorts of ass in this movie um you know the spider-man shot we we, i mean we we're pretty much in agreement it looks cool it looks fine uh we we need to see more of that sort of make like a final judgment we need to see the final movie Really, at the end of the day. But aside from all that, I'd say my favorite shot from the trailer, period, aside from, like, just the obvious, the introduction of Spider-Man, was when uh, Hawkeye was firing his arrow, and you had Ant-Man, who was actually riding on the uh, arrow, and then jumping off, going through Iron Man's, like, iron gauntlet, and, like, running on his arms, probably, presuming, presumably going right up to his face and decking him. I think that's going to be really surprising. And, like, I'd be happy if this was just an Iron Man-Ant-Man movie, just because of the, the rivalry between the two characters, just because of their tech. Like, yes, you know, that was yeah. hinted at a lot in the uh, the first Ant-Man movie with uh, Michael Douglas's character, you know, mm-hmm. constantly commenting on that and how it's like, this is better than the Iron Man suit for, you know, this blah, 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 blah. And this will be the perfect confrontation between the characters. I don't think Michael also, Douglas will be in the movie. I'd like to see him. Also, Ant-Man is definitely going to have a cooler suit. They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna it upgrade. looks a little different. And also, uh, I, I don't feel like, though, I'll be honest, I don't feel like Ant-Man could actually 
do that much to Iron Man because, like, what his punches are like as strong as a bullet, but like Iron Man suit could definitely take a bullet. You oh, know? it can take some damage. Yeah, I so, mean, without like, a doubt. I'm confused how uh, like Ant Man really fucks up Iron Man unless he like does what he did to Falcon and get. That's in exactly his suit and, what he's gonna do. Yeah, like get in it and break it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, but maybe Iron Man has some like electrical system, like like 20, he can 000. like send like a shock through the whole suit. Yeah, that'll like affect anything that's in there. I mean, he yeah, has to yeah. be aware of ant-man at this point oh yeah that's mm-hmm. definitely something that's going to happen I, I i feel like there's going to be a ton of character introduction like yeah. or like building of characters in this mm-hmm. movie maybe to a fault like yeah. they got to be careful they don't waste too much time on that mm-hmm. and that's why i'm also happy they're not wasting a ton of time on spider-man they're probably mm-hmm. just going to introduce him yeah so you guys know the story like towards the climax of the film yeah. boom spider-man just shows we do up. not need to show uncle ben getting shot again and having fuck no we don't i'm so sick of seeing that story over and over again yeah it's like just like uh uh batman superman they're not going to waste any time explaining who batman is again they're like we know who you know batman. there's still going to be some flashbacks though well like they better not take more there's minutes. a 90 percent chance we're going to see the same old young bruce walking with his parents down the alleyway getting shot and then the the fucking uh the the necklace hits the floor you know the stuff we've seen before they'll probably get right through it which is what they need to do um because i'm i'm sick of origin stories at this point like i'm just i'm done with them um especially with really long established characters like you know if you don't know fucking batman's backstory at this point you don't know spider-man's backstory they're practically the same damn thing in uh in many ways um, you know, some of the other ones are a little more complex. Like, you know, they had to do an introduction to Iron Man. He was a pretty popular hero, but not so much in like the pop culture. Now he is. Now he's huge. Um, so yeah, I'm glad they're going to get right through that and they're going to get right to the action. Yeah. Still no hints to like, you know, like a major villain for the movie. Like crossbones, it's, you know, there's crossbones. It's like, who the fuck but maybe is crossbones? crossbones is like a, a setup to show how badass Captain America is. Like they introduce him and then Captain mm-hmm. America busts through windows, kicks mm-hmm. his ass. And then like, now a funny thing you were mentioning earlier in the comics, there was like Captain America got killed, right? At the end. I think it was crossbones who did that. Oh, really? Like, I think he is the one. Like, I'm not... Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure... Well, and also, they're not saying comic accurate, because in the comics, uh, Black Panther's on Captain America's side. Yeah. And that's not happening in this Yeah, I mean, one, this Civil War storyline in the movie is mostly only related to the Civil War comic story in name only. I mean, there are some big differences. Yes, there are big differences. Mm -hmm. Uh, Similarities, but it's mostly a different story. um, Yeah, I think there are big differences. We'll see what they do, but... I think the structure is kind of the same. Mm-hmm. It's just the details. Like there's also supposed to be that cyborg Thor in this story that Thor finds out about later and gets really pissed about that ends up killing a uh, Hercules or something, a, a hero that's not even introduced. Right I don't now. even know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, <laughs> Tony makes a uh, cyborg Thor yeah. to fight everyone and almost defeats everyone. And then it kills one of the superheroes on, on uh, Captain America's side. Okay. And that's when everything gets super serious. Cause Iron Man was like, fuck, I did not want to start killing other superheroes yeah. to get this point across. Mm-hmm. And that's where everything goes in a really dark territory, mm-hmm. you know? And then um, they have to take down the uh, cyborg Thor and uh, Thor comes back later on and gets really pissed that they made a fake version of him. But I don't think any of that's going to be in this. I doubt that's going to be happening. I don't even think there's no Thor and there's no Hulk in this movie, but that's because the other Thor movie is coming out, which is called Thor Ragnarok, which is also going to have the Hulk in it. So they're doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. Like they're off in freaking Asgard or whatever fucking dimension doing their own thing. Um, also, again, since this is a big Marvel movie, obviously when the movie's done, you want to stick around. They've already said there is going to be a post-credit scene. There could be upwards of three of them. 
in this movie. One at the beginning, one midway, and one at the very end. I'm just and they sad could all be that, different things. I'm just super sad Deadpool didn't come out sooner, so they couldn't slip him into this movie, like, secretly. Uh, there's, it's just, it, it's not going to work just because of the politics of it all. Yeah. You know, Sony and Someone just and needs Fox. to pay someone a lot of money and get that shit in there. You mm-hmm. know, get Deadpool just like... I don't really care. And then, like, he just thumbs up and, like, slides out. You know? <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. It's like, fuck all this licensing bullshit. Yeah. It's unfortunately not going to happen. But, like, you know, Deadpool is such an unprecedented success. It's still making lots of money. It's the most successful movie right now. Yeah, like, that's one in of the, theaters. One of like the most it, successful R movies, too. Yeah, and it's just, it's dominating. It's opening the door for a lot of, like, uh, R-rated projects in the future, too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's really exciting stuff. So, general consensus the trailer was really awesome. Um, basically, just more of the same with a few uh, new scenes. But really, at the end of the day, the biggest thing there is Spider-Man at the end, which I like the suit. I just need to see more of it in action. And I want to see more of uh, this kid who's going to be playing Peter Parker this time, you know, because we don't really know much about him. He has one small line of dialogue, which is delivered, I think, a little weakly. Personally, in the trailer, I felt like there could have been more oomph behind it. Um, but that being said, that could probably change, uh, in the, uh, the final product, which is not too far away. So what, whose line did you said was delivered weekly? Uh, Spider-Man's at the very end where he's basically like, Hey everyone, you know, I don't know. I just felt like there could have been more energy behind it. And be like, I'm Spider-Man. I don't want him to sound like a 1980 <laughs> surfer from California, but Shoot like, web, like, da, 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 you like know, not like point, Michelangelo like from the, the Ninja Turtles, but like, I don't know. He just needs to be more happy. More, I don't know, just more excited. I don't know. That's just the way I feel about it. But like I said, it's probably going to be different in the final product. Like, every single X-Men trailer that's come out, like that classic line from Apocalypse that everything will fall. You know, every single trailer, it sounds different because of the sound design behind it. Yeah, I still don't, like the first few trailers, I could tell that that was uh, Oscar Isaac playing him. But in this last trailer, it did not sound like Oscar Isaac. I disagree. Really? I think there are parts where he sounds like Oscar Isaac, and then there's that the famous line at the end that he re-delivers again, you know, everything will fall. They added a little bit more sound design to it to make it sound a little more gravelly and a little more Uh alien-like. But in the previous trailers, yeah, it's like, that's totally Oscar Isaac. But in the newer one, I think it's lesser. Mm -hmm. So it's it's interesting. And. I mean, there are all the times there's shots and trailers that never even make it in the movie. Yeah. I remember uh, there was a whole bunch of shots in the trailer for that stupid movie. Um, oh, man. It was that actor's last movie before his wife shot him. And he was a voice on The Simpsons. It was the toy. Phil Hartman. Yeah. But what was the uh, movie he was in with the, the toy soldiers that Tommy Lee Jones? Small soldiers. Yeah. There was a whole bunch of scenes in that trailer yeah. that never made it in the movie. And that always pissed me off. And it made me realize that they do that. <laughs> I'm just... I never paid attention to that one that much. Really? Yeah. I thought that movie was going to be so badass, and it just yeah. sort of was like, meh. Everything else is just a toy. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones, back when he was relevant. You know? Yeah. And what? Tommy Lee Jones is still relevant. Okay, he did No Country for Old Men. That's yeah. about it. He was in the first Captain America movie. Oh, yeah, he was. He was. He was the uh, drill sergeant. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> but... I just, uh, re- they do that all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they're uh, a whole bunch of things. I also keep hearing that that Cloverfield movie is good. I keep wanting to see that. <sighs> Whatever, I don't care. You don't care that people tell you that. You've already. Like, what was that? 26 seconds. But what was, like, the last thing we said? So, yeah, you don't even care about that Cloverfield movie sucking, do you, Corey? No, it, it's not going to do anything special. It's not going to redefine the genre. It's the same type. It's a paranoia movie. It's being stuck in a small space for a long time, and it's probably going to have a very predictable ending. 
man-made virus destroying all of humanity or probably aliens. All if I know, they somehow tie it into the actual Cloverfield, maybe I'll give it a little more credit. Um, but it's just to me, it's just it's not really doing anything new. All I know is you're fucking out of your element, Donnie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Big Lebowski references cannot save this film. I like John Goodman. I think he's a, a pretty cool actor. Not if you shit on his movies, you don't. <sighs> not everything, not all that glitters is gold. Let's just put it that way. Make my duty twinkle. (laughs) (laughs) Put diamonds in my food. Yeah. Ah, man, I miss Dave Chappelle. Make more TV, dude. Anyway. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to pick up from Dookie twinkling. Um, But what I will say is uh, let's go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. I love the Chappelle show. Yeah. You guys don't know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. His stand up's pretty good too. Check him out. Yep. Support him. Just if you go to his shows, don't scream out like Rick James bitch, bitch or anything. He he will fucking walk off stage. He will? I've heard he's done that a couple of times. Like, you know, people come in there and they do all the like the Wayne Brady bitch, all that stupid shit. Should and- I never gave you <laughs> something's money. Okay. <laughs> Not gonna say that word on the podcast. All right. All right, well, we're pretty excited for all these Marvel movies coming out. There's so many fucking movies coming out. Batman versus Superman comes out next week. We're definitely going to have to check that out, and we'll probably do a whole podcast just dedicated to that movie. I'm really excited for that one. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with it. X-Men Apocalypse, I'm actually more excited for that movie than Captain America Civil War, which still completely shocks me. I just I think it looks like the perfect X-Men movie, the one we've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still not too sold on Apocalypse's overall design. I still think it could be a little bigger, a little bulkier. That being said, I'm excited. I can't wait to see what Oscar Isaac's going to do with that role. Oscar Isaac is not a very tall dude. No, he's not. So it's sort of weird that he's like, you know, but he has such a presence. Like, mm-hmm. even in Ex Machina, he was much shorter than the other actor, mm-hmm. but still very intimidating. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mostly because he's always drunk and punching something. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, yeah. <laughs> but he did. He was great in that role, man. Yeah, so it's good. We t- literally talk about that every podcast. Yeah. But, it's, <laughs> but no, that shows how, like, good of a movie that really is if we have to bring it up that much. Like, all um, the time. But let's go ahead and uh, leave all of this American comic bullshit and head over to the land of the rising sun. Uh, because we are big Yosh. fans of anime and manga, and I don't know if you know this, but next month we are going to see the return of two of our favorite ninja characters. It looks like there is going to be a brand new manga spinoff of Boruto. Really? No longer just a small little one-shot deal. It is actually going to be the beginning of a spinoff series starring the son of Naruto Uzumaki, and it's being done by the apprentice of Masashi Kishimoto. He's a guy who actually worked with him on the manga series and helped him draw some panels and everything. And I'm pretty excited for this. This is a, a pretty big deal. It's going to start to expand on the, uh, the next generation of characters. Uh, it's going to be debuting in less than two months, spinoff of the series. And it's going to be a monthly series as well. So it's uh, not going to be like something that you're going to see every single week. Uh, but it looks like it's going to be really awesome. Um, and May 9th is supposedly when uh, it's going to be released as well as another one-shot for Naruto. They're going to be releasing like another small story, which is going to be all about the character of Mitsuki, who is the mysterious son of Orochimaru. Interesting. Yes. And a lot of this stuff is still like kind of new to me and kind when of foreign to me. When did announce that that was his son? Actually, I'm I'm not sure if it was during one of the spin-off mangas. I think it was actually during the last movie that they released, which was the Boruto movie, oh, which the Boruto I movie. still have not seen. I have. 
Uh, you've seen the whole thing from beginning to end. It's not hard to watch. You just search for it. I know. Everybody says that. Corey, why haven't you reviewed the new Boruto? I want to wait until Viz releases the official product on DVD and Blu-ray before I check out the film. I want to be able to watch it in its most purest form possible. I don't want to pirate the movie. I want to be able to support the release because everybody says it's awesome. Everybody says the action scenes are just absolutely insane. And I believe them. I've seen some of the previews to it, and it looks exciting. And hopefully this brand-new Boruto series is going to be exciting. The big question is, do you care? No. <laughs> That's as deep as that answer goes. You just you don't care anything about like the next generation of the Naruto characters? They got to try real hard to make me care because yeah. I can't just they they waited too long. Yeah. They waited way too long. And now I'm like, okay, I've seen One Punch Man, I've seen some other stuff. You got Captain America Civil War coming out. You got too many sh- too much shit driving for my attention right mm-hmm. now. And then on top of that, I'm also starting a new business, so I'm, like, really busy. Yeah. But So my free time is shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. The new Daredevil just came out on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I have to fucking pay attention to that. There's too much nerdy shit. Like, <laughs> and the problem is, I might get some hate for this, but Naruto is starting to feel recycled. Because I know it's just all, oh, if we're going to defeat this really bad guy, we all got to attack him together. Combos. I'm going to do this. And then a smoke cloud's going to come up. And then you're going to come through it. And then this is going to happen. And I'm just like, oh, I'm kind of. It's almost like out. Naruto is like, there's, there's not much more new the series can deliver. There's not. They no. kind of maxed it out. That was mm-hmm. the whole point. You know, they they tamed the the tailed Jinchurikis. And now they can use their abilities on top of their abilities. And then they do the teamwork attacks with that. And it's just sort of like, oh, okay. You know? Mm-hmm. What's going I mean, on? it starts to get so ridiculous towards the end of the series. Like, when you start to actually learn, like, you know, especially with the villains that they start to use towards the end of the series. Um, you know, Kaguya herself is already really extreme. Yeah. And then in that brand new movie, which, like I said, I haven't seen yet, but I do know a little bit about the villain from the film. Um, I think his name is Momoshiki. Like, the whole point of their characters are, like, they're extraterrestrial, other-dimensional beings Basically, the final villains and the original villains who, like, created the entire ninja world are aliens. Yes. And once you start to get aliens and ninjas mixing, that's when you're like, okay, the the shark was jumped a long time ago, and it's finally starting to get ridiculous. And for them to make us, like, care about this brand new Boruto series, they, they would have to introduce fucking, a, a... They can't even destroy a forest. They can't even yeah. destroy... They can barely destroy trees. Like, mm-hmm. they're not that powerful. Mm-hmm. You know? So to just... Take it to level ten, yeah, and then say, "But they're cute, they're little." Yeah. I'm like, "No, I'm done with that shit." Mm-hmm. You know, I, if if they can't give me something a little more interesting with uh, at least keep Naruto in it, I don't know if I care anymore. Sorry, mm-hmm. I hate to say that. Wow, just, you know, we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to judge until we get to the final product. Um, I'm really interested to see where this manga is going. You can bet your bottom dollar, um, Super Kami Guru Nine Thousand will be reviewing it. Yep. So we are definitely going to be covering the series. Um, I, I'm just, I'm interested to see what else they can do with it. Because like you, I do kind of agree. It, they've pretty much done everything they can with the series. Like In its e- current format, mm-hmm. they have worked it hard. Yeah. And there's not that much left. Mm-hmm. I mean, even by introducing new characters and the, the sons and daughters of previous characters, there's only so much they can sort of do with that concept. You know, Boruto is a new character, but he's basically just little Naruto at the end of the day with a slight change in personality. Like, I would say overall their fighting styles look similar. Uh, you know, the whole Rasengan thing is there. You know, it's just... 
it really is just more of the same. And there are probably Naruto fans out there who are really excited for that. But yeah, I agree. Um, it is still mostly just more of the same. But I am excited to see what they can do with the story. Who knows, we might be seeing something really special from this. Now, on the exact opposite spectrum of that, we have another series that is going to be returning in manga format next month, and this is a series which I still believe never fully lived up to its potential, and I'm so fucking glad it's coming back after being on hiatus for two years. I'm talking about the return of Hunter Hunter. What? Hunter Hunter what? will what? officially be returning for one chapter. For one chapter, probably. <laughs> um, no, joking aside, uh, Hunter Hunter is going to be returning on April 18th. Um, it is going to be the continuation from where they immediately left off in the manga, which, you know, if you watched the uh, the most recent anime adaptation of Hunter Hunter, which I think is a damn perfect adaptation, better than the manga by a long shot, because as soon as I finished up the anime version, I'm like, all right, I'm going to pick up on this manga. Five chapters later, I'm done. And the manga version is just not as detailed as the anime version. Like, it's just, it almost looks sketchy. Like, a lot of the work looks unfinished, like, the author was just trying to get it done and out the door as much as possible, and, uh, the biggest reason that it's been on hiatus for so long is because the author himself has had illness problems, he's had back issues, he hasn't been able to work on the series, and it is finally returning, and yes, that is the big joke, everybody's like, alright, it's gonna return for a whole week, and then it'll go back on hiatus for a whole nother year, but I am really freaking excited for Hunter x Hunter, because this is a series which I still felt never really lived up to what it could possibly do, and every single arc always managed to up the ante and be completely different than the last. Now, I followed the entire anime version. I don't know if you just watched the fight scenes or if you followed the series or not. Are you just a casual fan of Hunter x Hunter? I always really liked Hunter x Hunter, but yeah. here was the thing that scared me, is that I knew it didn't have an ending. Mm -hmm. You know, so I was kind of like, yeah. like, I get really into shows, mm -hmm. and then if they make me wait too long... Uh, same thing is happening to One Punch Man. If they make me wait too long, I just can't get into it. You know? Well, I mean, you're reading the manga version of One Punch Man. Though. Yeah, and I'm current in the uh, updated fancy-looking one and yeah. the uh, One Punch Man. -like Those series. releases are pretty consistent, though, right? Consistently once a month. Okay, well, you know, that's it's hard. better than Hunter Hunter. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I got really into Hunter Hunter too, and I feel it's a lot like it has a. It's like what it, it has the the storytelling. Of something kind of like if you took Berserk, uh, Fairy Tale, and Naruto, and you mushed them all together. All the best elements. All the best elements mm -hmm. of those shows. Then you get Hunter Hunter. Yeah. Really good stuff. Mm -hmm. And the storytelling, the narration is so good. Mm -hmm. The narrator, when he kicks in, you're like, oh, shit. You but know? it also breaks the mold a lot. Like, it's not just like a carbon copy of, like, the classics, like Dragon Ball or One Piece or anything. Like, it, uh, it, it's carved its own history by having characters who are incredibly powerful, but also incredibly imperfect. Yes. Like, uh, the main character of Gone. Like, I don't think... He technically, I mean, you could say that, like, he won that fight against Neferpito at the end of the Chimera Ant arc uh -huh. when he, like, went all crazy and transformed and everything, but it came at the cost of him practically being killed. Yes. And everything prior to that, like, he would barely ever win or he would be severely damaged. He loses most of his fights, and that just makes him one of the most realistic protagonists that I've ever seen. Not to mention, like, at, even after the end of the Chimera Ant arc, when he finally meets his dad, you're like, that could potentially be a great place to end the series. He meets his dad, his journey is over, but then they're getting ready to start this brand new adventure, which they barely even got into in the manga version. And there's just so much potential for the world. This is like that moment in One Piece, right before they hit the uh, the Grand Line, 
as they were getting ready to go up the waterfall and everything. Everything previous to that was really awesome, but it was just an appetizer, and that's what all of Hunter x Hunter still is. And it amazes me that this is a manga series that's been running for over a decade, and they've barely even, like, scratched the surface of this, and the fact that it's returning is just so freaking good. It really shows that the fan base is rabid, they want this back, and I also hope that not only is it going to be returning in manga form, but eventually when they get further enough ahead, we might even get to see the return of the anime version, which I honestly believe is one of the greatest action anime series I have ever seen. In, in my eyes, it's perfect. It is really good. The storytelling is damn near perfect. Mm-hmm. But, man, if they don't keep it consistent, I don't care. That's mm-hmm. the one thing. Like, yeah. I can't get into the show that is on and off. On I mean, and we've off. been let down before yes. with Hunter x Hunter. Like, it came back uh, right as the anime version finished. Yes. Like, for, like, a week. Yes. Two weeks. And then back to hiatus for, like, a whole other year and a half. So, I, I just, I, I don't want to be let down again either. So, I am apprehensive, but I'm also just so fucking pumped up for this like i'm so ready for the next adventure of the series to see where it's going to go and where it's going to evolve i think the fans deserve to at least see a proper ending you know i I don't know how they're gonna do that though because they're still they can't just end it like they can't just do one more arc and be like all right well that's the end of hunter hunter there's this whole other world which hasn't even been discovered they've barely even gotten into the politics of how that world works it's like the one piece depth but Mm -hmm. like um but like one fifth that length. Yeah. You're like, what's, what's going on mm-hmm. guys? Like, come on, like make this good. And, uh, there's so many interesting characters. Like the guy that looks like, uh, the clown guy. What's his name? Uh, he's Soka. He's yeah. Like they haven't got into any of him. They no, could do a barely whole arc at all. Just about him. Mm-hmm. Or is he just going to be some guy that plays in the shadows that sort of enjoys mm-hmm. like manipulating things? That's kind mm-hmm. of his role. You know, I mean, there, there's, you know, obviously there's gone story. There's his best friend, Killua. There's still so much more for him and his family. Uh, there's, uh, the character of Kurapika who is still going after, uh, the spiders, and trying to stop all of them, which they never ever finished following up on. There was a there was a point in the story where they started to get like they were going to be bringing uh, their leader's powers back and everything, and they never got back to any of that. Like they, they didn't even like. I think they popped up once in the Chimera Ant arc just to completely like destroy some of them, and that was it. It was like a one episode deal, um, and then after that they were done with them. And just oh, there's so much potential for this show, and I'm so glad it is returning. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say it right now too. Uh, we're totally gonna review it. Of course, we we we've got to talk about more Hunter Hunter. Um, probably like a week before the chapters are released. I'll do like a short little recap on the five chapters uh, that come previously before it and that are mm-hmm. take place right after the uh, the anime version ended, just so that way we can get up to speed and I can give my thoughts about those final chapters. Uh, but then right after that, we're going to get right into the good stuff and start talking about this brand new show and just... Ugh! The potential! I love it! Yeah, and there's just a lot of seriousness. Like, you remember how Gon was so injured after the... Uh the last big fight he had. Mm-hmm. And, but then like, there's that, I don't want to call it a loophole, but you know, they have this like dragon ball type scenario where they mm-hmm. wish his body back to normal yeah. and everything like that. With killer's uh, creepy, is it brother or sister? I forgot. It, I, it's a uh, sister, cousin. Looks like a sister, probably a brother. I think definitely the chick from the ring. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's her yeah. other, her other side. Yeah. So the point is they, uh, they kind of did Wait, what was the loophole on that? When you use it, you can't like have kids or something. Uh, something like that. I kind of forgot to be perfectly honest. Yeah, yeah. There's some, um, but it, it was it was definitely one of the weirdest parts. But yeah, it, it was kind of like a like you say a Dragon Ball effect. Yeah, you know, like, basically just make for a wish and he's back. And because Gone was well gone, like he was 
they didn't even like show his body like after the destruction like they would yeah. show like small glimpses of his hand but like he he was just like a mummified corpse at that point in the series yeah barely alive. and then he gets healed in the next part he's just back to being old happy gone yeah it's so, kind of like no one even talks to him like i mean he hell he even lost his arm uh during that uh that one arc where they're at the island playing the card game uh-huh which <laughs> best anime i've seen like with card battles ever they didn't even focus on the card aspects really which is probably why that was such an entertaining arc. Yeah, it's kind of ah. funny. And it's funny because, like, Gon's, like, kind of teacher, Hisoka, is mm-hmm. almost like his Kakashi, but his Kakashi kind of wants to fucking kill him, too. He kind of wants to kill him, and he kind of wants to rape him at the same time. It's, it's some dark shit there. Hisoka's a weird character. <laughs> He's He totally walks, like, this thin line between being, like, psychotic and a good guy, but I still wouldn't say he's a good guy either. Um, he definitely has his own motives. Again, another one of those uh, story elements from that series that never fully got fleshed out. They kind of like hinted at more of it towards the end, but because of the hiatus and everything, you know. I mean, the show has been jokingly called hiatus hiatus, like just <laughs> just, just because of how like long the wait has been to finally get here. Um, but I think it's going to be worth it. I think it's going to be really damned exciting. Uh, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I just like even Berserk. Which drew me in. Like I could literally read Berserk from beginning to end, like in like a week again. You mm-hmm. know, if I just like powered through it, it's like crazy long, but still doable. And the last, the last damn thing, they were like, "Oh, by the way, it's taking a break for the whole summer." I'm like, "It's not even summer yet. What do you mean <laughs> we're still in winter?" You know. And so, and it was just getting the beginning of a new arc. And uh, hopefully, did we ever get any confirmation of the Berserk TV show is going to pick up? Um, they haven't specifically said. All we know is it is going to be a TV show, and it's coming sometime this summer, which is not too far away. So I'd like to think, like, in the next, like, month or a couple months, we're probably going to start to see some new information, mm-hmm. maybe even uh, another trailer for it. I really can't wait to see what they're going to do with it. That's going to be another really exciting show. I'd say my most anticipated anime uh, of the year is that show and uh, the brand new season of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which premieres on April 1st. Like, really? it has just been confirmed. They've released some brand new character artwork of uh, some of the main characters of the show. Uh, it's officially called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Diamond is Unbreakable. Uh, that's but it be... still has the old JoJo in it. It, it does. It has uh, Jotaro Kujo. Like, I'm looking at the characters uh, right now. Jotaro Kujo is going to be returning. Um, he's a little bit older. Um, I think that even Joseph Joestar will be in the series, too, just as an even older, yes. more decrepit man. Um, obviously, I don't think he's going to be, like, kicking any ass at this point in the series. Yes. He's probably going to be bedridden at this point, because he is old as shit uh, at this point in the series. Uh, but our brand new JoJo is going to be this character who goes by the name of Josuke, who kind of looks like a high school delinquent. Like, he has this, like, pompadour and everything. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they've actually revealed what his uh, his stand is going to be. Um, and it kind of looks like a combination of Star Platinum and Dio's stand, yeah, the world. it's kind of like um, that. Just a little more effeminate. Like, the color schemes of it are, like, baby blue and pink. Yes. <laughs> and it's got, like, a big, like, heart on the top of his head. Um, but then again, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure has always been, like, sort of this weird mix of, like, super manly an extreme effeminate. Like, all together. Alti- which completely clashes, but the series makes it work. 
Uh, I don't know how they do it, but it's it's going to be great. And uh, they've revealed some of the other characters in the show. There's this one kid uh, by the name of, let me see, I think his name is Koichi. He basically looks like he's going to be the Krillin of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this other badass character who has this X scar that goes all the way across his face. His name is Okuyasu. He looks like he's going to be really exciting. Another super effeminate character. Um, uh, his name is going to be named Rohan, and then of course Joseph uh, or uh, Jotaro Kujo is going to be joining the show too. And God, this one's going to be great. Uh, I didn't even honestly think originally. I thought they were going to push this one back more towards a, uh, a summer release date because they haven't really made any big announcements. But literally in the last 24 hours, nope. April 1st is going to be the premiere. I am really excited about that masculine feminine show, JoJo. I cannot (laughs) wait for that shit to kick in. And I'm going to be honest, it's going to be good. It just is going to take a while until I get into this. I'm sure they're going to start with a bang. And um, man, the main character almost seems overpowered in some ways. I get, I mean, I don't really know anything about him. I mean, all I know is he looks like he has the same powers as Star Platinum, which means and the world lots of speed. Combined. Oh, he's going to be able to like stop time and shit too. Yeah, he reverses time. Holy shit. Yeah, he is going to be super overpowered, but I don't know. We'll have to see what the villains are going to be like in the show and as well. And I just want Dio to at least appear in a flashback. Like, uh, you know, I'm kind of, I'm over Dio at this point. I like Dio. Yeah. I think he's a great villain. Probably one of the greatest anime villains of all time. But, you know, he's dominated a couple of seasons, and I think his death is definitive as it could be. I just want him, I just want someone to say, no, wait, it's me, Dio. You know? <sighs> God damn it, Dio. <laughs> no, it's me, Dio. I think the one thing I'm going to miss the most, though, is probably going to be the entire 1980s aesthetic. That's, like, probably my favorite thing about Stardust Crusaders. It's not like it, like, defined the series or anything, um, but it just, I, I love the 80s era and everything. I love the music that they attach to the uh, the openings and the endings and everything. It's going to be really tough to uh, to outdo those openings that they did for Stardust Crusaders. Uh, but I'm optimistic. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with the future of this series. It makes me glad that I haven't decided to delve into the manga version because I like experiencing it in anime form. I'm just... trying to get this stuff. it's me dio god dang it you know i uh, before we wrap up i just want to mention like i almost thought about possibly using uh like combining the john cena and the dio thing together oh so it's like it's me john cena no it's (laughs) exactly yeah i really wanted to do that but um and then you just got to put something random like why are you stealing boxes (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck you stealing boxes for you know what guys i think that is the perfect place to end today's podcast thank you guys for joining us again for episode 50 of the powerful nerdcast in many ways this is just the beginning you know i think the one i'm looking forward to more is going to be episode 100 but this shows that we're going to keep on going we have a lot of great topics going into 2016 next time you can definitely expect us to talk about this batman superman movie not to mention we're going to talk a little bit about some of the other shows which are coming out in the spring anime season i'd also like to see the return of awkward imager readings yeah, um, yeah. cuz a lot of people want to see those return and i think we just got to remember uh, to put them in the podcast we yeah. keep forgetting to like put them in you know we've had so many technical difficulties you this guys actually like don't a, realize this me. show is super hard to produce yeah. more so than you think like mm-hmm. how hard is it to put two cameras down record some audio and smash it together harder than you think mm-hmm. but it's not that it's not worth it it's yeah. just a little more of an effort than we've mm-hmm. ever had to you know really usually we just sit down and hang out yeah. but it takes a little more work than that yeah and and we just we've been so busier lately in ways that we can't even possibly imagine. Busy is good, though. 
we need to emphasize that. Um, but yeah, we just we need to start making more time for this show, and uh, we're definitely going to do that going even further into 2016. So thank you guys for sticking around. Thank you again for watching. Make sure to give us your topic ideas. If you guys have any questions you would like us to answer on the show, we would love to do that for you. And uh, before we leave, I just want to go ahead and uh, thank Rogue Intel for allowing us to make this show. Rogue Intel is awesome because they allow us to pretty much say exactly what we want, as offensive as it can be, and that's really awesome. And you should definitely check out the other shows at RogueIntel.com. They are really awesome. You can download all of them on iTunes. You can watch them directly on their channel. And if you would like to help keep the network going, make sure to head over to RogueIntel.com slash Amazon for all of your shopping needs. It doesn't cost you any extra. And guess what? A portion of your total will go towards the Rogue Intel network. So make sure to check those guys out. They're pretty freaking kick-ass. Woo! Well, anyway, guys, uh, personal message. Thank you so much for watching listening however you're making that happen we will be going into 2016 and episode 50 and beyond as strong as we can so uh thank you for watching and until next time the powerful nerdcast is out